For NFT newbies and OGs in Web3 alike, welcome to the Women in Web3 podcast sponsored by Weld Recruiting. I'm your host, Carly Long, and I'm super excited to help break down the barriers to entry in the space and introduce you to some leaders who are doing truly amazing things. So let's dive in. Welcome. Today we have Chrissy on Women 3.0, aka the Ethereum girl in a blockchain world. Uh, she also is the VP of Partner Success at Nifty Token. Um, I will let you just dive in and tell us uh, about both of your personas and, and what you're up to. <laughs> well, actually, Carly, I have another one. I'm, I'm mainly known in the space as Crypto Chrissy. I love that. Yeah, Crypto Chrissy, Ethereum girl in a blockchain world. I need to start branding myself as Crypto Carly, I think. You do. <laughs> you really you really should. I mean, so it, you've it been, helps. So you've I, been doing this for a while, right? I have. Before it was I have. mainstream. <laughs> um, yes, and we haven't fully hit mainstream or mass adoption yet, but we're, you know, we, we're kind of reaching the top of the hill. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting there. So, you know, just a little bit about myself. I primarily um, have a healthcare IT background. So, you know, I started out at the age of 18 in a small 200 bed hospital running their HR department. And I just kind of worked my way up from there. And this was back in, oh God, I'm going to tell my age. Um, this was in the early 90s. Okay. So. Okay. Um, I've just always had a passion for technology. I'm not a programmer. Um, I'm very much a advocate for end user experience. And, you know, throughout my healthcare journey, it, it just led me to um, provider recruitment, um, IT development, kind of like partnerships and programs, account management. And, you know, I'll never forget early in my career, it was, uh, it was 19, it was in around September of 94, 1994, and it's to connect to this thing called the internet. And I need you to figure out what that is. And oh so, my gosh. you know, I mean, that's, it was, it was so intriguing to me. So when, you know, fast forward to, you know, 2016 and blockchain, it just all started to come together. And it took me a while, you know, from, I was introduced to Bitcoin. That's how I got started. You know, it was obviously everyone's introduced to, to Bitcoin or mm -hmm. now it would be NFTs, but back then it was Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> and it took me a while to grasp the concept because um, the, the guy that I was working with at the time, he was like, you just need to go buy some Bitcoin, Chrissy. Just go. Just trust me on this. I'm like, well, what is it? I'm going to buy it and they're going to ship it to me? Or, you know, yeah. is it like a What coin? do I do with it? What does it look like? <laughs> do I just hold on to it? And he was like, no, no, no. It's digital. It's like digital money. And I'm like, I'm going to buy digital money. And he was like, it's like an investment. It's like, you know, an asset. And, and I'm like, I, I don't get it. 
I, I just don't get it. So I researched it from like September of 16 until January of 17 when I bought my first portion of a Bitcoin because you don't awesome. know what you don't know, right? And Back had, then, where, where did you purchase it? Was it Coinbase? Coinbase? Like, okay. Yeah, and at the time there were three items on Coinbase, maybe four, no more than five. Okay, so I bought my first portion of a Bitcoin when it was $867. Yeah, wow. so it kind of gave me the bug. And mm -hmm. coming from a healthcare IT development background, um, I worked for HP pretty much the majority of my career where we would develop um, claims, healthcare claims processing systems for Medicaid accounts across the United States. Um, and so I researched healthcare and blockchain. And what happened was it returned an article, I think it was from Deloitte, and it, it was talking about moving medical claim transactions to the Ethereum blockchain. And I went, wow. oh, you're talking my language now. So, mm -hmm. you know, I went, I've, I've seen that before. So I went over to Coinbase and sure enough, there it was, that Ethereum. And I just, I loaded up on that stuff for $19 oh a token. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah. And it just, it fueled my passion because, you know, yeah. I love, I love technology and innovation and I just knew that, you know, this is, this was the future. And so That's back incredible. then, you know, they How did you know, you just, I don't know. I just knew, you know, I knew yeah. that really from my, I guess my experience, you know, being in IT development and yeah. developing new systems and new technology and things like that, that if they were looking at moving medical records or claims transactions to a new technology that it was, it was going to happen and they're still working mm -hmm. on it. I mean, it's going to happen and, and rightfully yeah. so with healthcare. I mean, blockchain is one of the, or healthcare is one of the, the greatest use cases for blockchain technology, just from the security standpoint of it. And the fact that, you know, it's, it's immutable. Right. I mean, they could never yeah. process claims on a blockchain. They're way away from that, but they could store it. Wow. Yeah. So that, it, the application yeah. and to your world too, it makes sense how you were able to just buy in. Yeah, absolutely. I saw For, it. I mean, I, I, I just knew it. I, I went, this is it. This is the future. I'm, I'm diving in and I dove head first. And so from, from January of 17 until uh, probably April of 19, I was full-time in the space, you know, driving my husband crazy because I wasn't looking for a, a new, you know, contract job because I was like, I'm having too much fun. <laughs> you know, that was during the um, ICO boom. So, you know, the yeah. ICO boom really started around, um, I'd say May of 2017. And yeah. I just, I would research and read and I'd have, you know, these projects would be sending me messages going, Hey, 
would you like to review our white paper? And it took about five before my standard response was, are you wanting me to buy your token or your coin or do you really want my feedback? Oh, no, no. Yeah, what are we getting oh, at no, here? no, We want your feedback. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I would, you know, provide my feedback and I, they were gone. So then I got so smart you, and started saying, it's going to cost you for me to review your white I was going to say, papers. you kind of became a consultant without even exactly. intending to. You know, and back then, if I could make it, you know, I've reviewed, I don't know hundreds of white papers from a um, IT development standpoint coming from the federal government, you know. And so having that type of experience, I could get to page two of a white paper and know whether or not it was vaporware, whether or not the project was actually going to have substance or if they were just, you know, going to do a, um, a rug pull. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. So how did all of that uh, take, give us the quick rundown from 2017 to where you are today. Yeah. What are you doing today? Yeah. I, I actually started, um, just reviewing, reviewing white papers. Um, really I would reach out to a couple of the, um, the founders, you know, and they brought me on to consult. Um, a couple of those projects obviously didn't make it. Um, I probably have, I don't know, just about every wallet that's ever been created, except for the new ones within the last year or, you know, year and a half or so. Um, and I actually found a couple of NFTs that were sent to me back in 2018. And I was like, oh, wow. So you never know what, you know, it's always a good idea to go back and look at the wallets that you downloaded. What did they even look like? To see what's in them. (laughs) <laughs> nothing like what they look like today. <laughs> I mean, it was literally just, you know, yeah. specs of an image, try, you know, trying to make it look like wow. um, something. <laughs> it wasn't much of anything. But um, so I would just, you know, just dove in. And then I, um, I got to know uh, Jen Grayson, who um, is very well known in the blockchain space. Um, she was actually, we worked together and we co-founded the blockchain sisterhood, which was a collective of CEOs, project CEOs. Um, it was very exclusive group and it was during the fund really right before crypto winter. And it was more or less a support group for that, for, you know, executive level, um, women and just giving each other support because back then there were very, very few women, um, project heads, you know, or founders starting, starting new projects. And it became very apparent that the funding available to, in the space for women was, you know, very, 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 very lean. And I mean, it was a struggle that every one of them had. And, uh, Jen actually started a, um, a project, um, called Coco and asked me to be a co-founder on that. And we went through the exact same thing. And so, you know, we, we actually put it on the back burner. We got all the way to MVP and 
had to put it on the back burner because we both needed oh paychecks. Oh my gosh. Have you, have <laughs> you since revived honest. it? Is blockchain sisterhood still no. in action? Yeah, it is. It's not, it is, but um, it's, it's not as active as what it mm. once was. So Jen and I have actually talked about maybe bringing it back and, you know, we keep in touch with each other and we keep, you know, the women in the group and some of their projects are still going. Um, some of them are very successful and um, some of them are, you know, still waiting on that. Sunday. Why do you think there's, I mean, even now I know uh, back then there was probably much less women in the space. I think now it's 9% or something. Uh, why do you think, there's like that imbalance. Is it something to do with taking the risks? I, I mean, how, how did you, uh, for you, it, it, was it just fun to, you know, dive in and, and you saw it coming down the pipe or talk to me about that. Well, you know, I, I am a very passionate person by nature. And so when I, when I find a new passion, I am all in, you know, I think I, I, I still drive my family crazy. I love that. It's a good way to live. <laughs> they get it. Hey, they get it yeah. now. But you know, back then they were like, you know, my husband, and it's so funny how it's changed because, you know, back then I was so excited to share, oh my gosh, everybody in the world, you have got to get you some Bitcoin or some Ethereum. Trust me on this. And, and it's funny how society how, how the perception in the marketplace has changed, obviously. But back in 2017, when I really started and really started sharing information about it, I mean, you couldn't really even share stuff on Facebook at that point without, you know, going to Facebook jail. Yeah, I mean, this and, we're, we're five just, years later here, and people, yeah. people still are asking, when oh. I start talking about NFTs, they're like, a what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, back then it was Bitcoin, you know, and, and, and it was funny because, you know, I, I had heard some rumors about, oh, my gosh, have you heard what Chrissy's doing? She, she's gone on. She's, she's gone over to the dark web. How, how did you deal with that and just staying in your truth I just and knowing? I, you know, I actually it was really easy for me because I've been a remote remote worker mm -hmm. or a virtual worker since like 2008 before anyone even know it existed. Yeah. And so it, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Really I bad. found my circle, you know, I found my peeps that would support me and, you know, embrace my passion and that was enough. And I learned not to share. Yeah. That's all you need. And, and it's funny because, you know, people come back to me now and they're like, Hey, are you still, uh, you still doing that crypto thing? And I'm like, I sure am. <laughs> and now they want all your help and advice. Oh, yeah. They're like, you know, well, what What do I need to do? And I'm like, here, here's my Coinbase link. You go buy $100 worth of Bitcoin, and then we'll each get $10, you know, extra. Yeah, that's awesome. Just go spend $100 over on Coinbase, and we'll earn. We'll each earn 10 bucks. Yeah. So what, you know, and then that's, that's usually what I do. Yeah. What, what now are you doing with uh, Nifty Token? Yeah. So that's a really exciting project. You know, it's like, I finally found a home within crypto mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm like, man, this is awesome. 
Um, what really, it, it's really interesting project because it's kind of like the Yelp for NFTs. Okay. So it provides an in-between layer between the buyer and the seller. Yeah. Um, and almost like a affiliate type advocacy program. So people, nifty token holders can stake their tokens and they earn a reward for staking their tokens. So it actually, you know, almost like mining or farming yeah. when you stake, you earn more, mm. right? So then you take those stake tokens and you can advocate towards NFTs. And when you allocate your nifty token towards your favorite NFT or, you know, in a project or an artist that you're interested in, then you actually get to share in the proceeds when that NFT sells. Wow. Yeah. So the platform is to provide a reputation layer yeah. or, you know, a social advocacy layer to kind of vet true projects or true NFTs Absolutely. to tie um, artists back to their communities, you know, yeah. and allow um, it, it allows community, you know, building as well. So the, in it, what happens, the revenue model on it is, um, seven and a half percent go back to the advocators, two and a half percent goes back to the nifty protocol and 90% goes back to the NFT artist. That's incredible. Yeah. So the protocol was really developed to integrate with any NFT marketplace. Um, but of course, you know, as you know, you have to prove out your protocol. Yeah. And so what we've done, you know, we, we did a lot of research in this space and found that what, you know, three of the top pain points was discoverability, mm -hmm. um, artists not knowing what to do, mm -hmm. and getting lost in the sea. Guilty on all accounts. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. So yeah. What, yeah. So what we did is we, we kind of developed out um, this small white glove service for artists. Um, and we actually handhold them through the process. So we allow them to be in as, as involved as they want to be or, you know, just pass it over the fence and say, do it and let me see it when you're done. That's awesome. Yeah. And depending, you know, depending on how much our lift is depends on, you know, what what percentage it is. If we have an NFT artist come to us, then, you know, obviously there is no lift for us. We're going to help market them and promote them as well as, you know, that's kind of what the advocators do as well, because, you know, if they've allocated tokens towards an NFT, of course they're going to want to promote yeah, it. That's huge. Because they want it to sell. Uh, what stage are you guys in? Do you have a bunch of artists we, already? We have, um, we carved out what we call founding artists. So we'll only have 20 founding artists. Wow. Okay. Um, and we're almost at our 20 and they're, they're very unique and, and not, they're, they're not well-known NFT artists. Yeah. You know, there's a couple, there's probably about three of them that, that currently, um, develop and, you know, their own NFTs. And the rest of them are traditional artists and they're pretty cool, yeah. you know, and, you know, through this journey, we've also had some, some major uh, partnerships that have formed and, and we're working on some really, really cool projects.
Oh, man. You know, and so, but back to your question, we're actually um, in live beta testing right now. So we, um, we listed our first, or we, we went through our first avocation cycle last week. We started with five NFTs, and I wasn't sure what to expect, and it is, it's so much fun because you get it's kind of like gamified yeah right and that goes back to two of our um fa- or actually three of our founders um are f- develop or actually the the ceo and the owners of hitsense which okay. is a huge gaming, um platform you know they they develop um apps gaming apps like mm-hmm. their number one um app is uh, the godfather from paramount Mm. Yeah, so they've developed That's that. Awesome. And, you know, it's just a an awesome team. Yeah. You know, everyone just really works together. We complement each other very, very well. Um, and it's exciting. But, you know, being in this space as long as I have, one thing that drew me to this project was they did something that I've never seen a project do before. They did a fair launch. What's that? <laughs> so back in the other ICO days and, and yeah. when most coins or tokens launch, they will set the amount of tokens, right? And then the founders of the company will get probably, let's just say 70%, uh, let's say 60% of the tokens, okay? Mm-hmm. And then they'll do their investor round which of yeah. tokens and they'll sell those tokens to investors um, for a discounted amount, like let's say okay. five cents. And I'm just using yeah. this as an example. So, and then they, and then they'll re- only release about 10% of the total pool to the public mm. and they'll release it at like 25 cents. Yeah. Right. So it automatically inflates the price of the token. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the investors make their money back quick. The project founders, and I'm not saying that this is how it happens now, but back in the ICO days, this is how it happened. The project makes all of this money, right? And they really don't have anything behind it. And so, you know, there's probably six projects that I still own coins or tokens on. Wow. I'm still waiting for them to, uh, you know, One day. <laughs> finish, finish building it out, right? So, um but what, what Nifty did was they, they did a fair launch. So the founders could only buy um, 100,000 tokens each at 10 cents a token. And then they launched at 10 cents a token. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So they had to purchase for, and they did no investor round. Yeah. Um, and put 80%, I think it ended up being around... 80, 80, no, it was around 90% of the tokens out to the market. And we only, they've, they've only done 5 million tokens. Wow. And that's because of the farming aspect, you know, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So, you know, we instantly shot up and, and I think we, our highest was like around 94 and we're sitting around uh, 52 right now and that's okay. I mean, we've done no marketing. Everything has been by word of mouth. We're, we're currently in our at the end of our first funding round, um, and that's looking really, really exciting. And um, we've just got a 
huge roadmap ahead of us. But we'll be, we'll be fully live, um, probably by April 1st. Let's do it. Chrissy, thank you so much for coming on today. We for sure will have to reconnect. I, I, I want to talk to some of your artists. I, I want to hear more about the roadmap. Um, come April 1st, we'll have you on again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but you know what, Carly, to answer your question, when we very first started, Ethereum girl in a blockchain world. Yeah. So, you know, given the fact that Ethereum is really why I dove into the space because of my background. I was out walking one day and I was just, you know, thinking in my head, Ethereum this, Ethereum that, and Madonna's material girl just popped into my head and I went, Oh my gosh, Ethereum girl in a blockchain world. And it I just, it. it just stuck. We need to call Madonna and get her to do a, a rendition. Well, actually, one of our artists is already working on that. So, oh, that is so cool. Yeah. I cannot wait. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Chrissy, thank you again. It was an honor. I'm I'm super excited to just follow along and see what else uh, you've got coming for us. Absolutely. And you know, if you have any questions, just check out check out uh, NiftyToken.io. Sounds great. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Carly. Thank you all so much for listening today. If you enjoyed today's guest and podcast, be sure to write, subscribe, comment, all the things, and definitely get in touch. I love to connect with y'all. I love to hear what you're working on, any feedback or comments. If you want to meet a guest, if you want to be a guest, just reach out. You can find me, your host, Carly Long, at by Carly Long on all social media platforms. You can subscribe to my weekly newsletter, which is also Women in Web 3, and you can follow along at Weld Recruiting. Be sure to let us know however we can support you, and we look forward to our next episode.